0: All right, thanks for joining the Sports Med Analytics Podcast. I am Dr. Deepak Chona, here to bring you your injury updates. Saturday morning, heading into week seven, pumped for a big week, but here we go. Starting with Dak Prescott. Dak is back, and his grip strength is very likely still less than 100%, so there is a slight increase in his fumble risk under pressure. Otherwise, we're probably going to see a nearly full-strength performance from Prescott. On Mac Jones, severe high ankle sprains average quarterbacks three to four weeks, and Jones is now at four, so it's very realistic for him to play, but we would expect mild mobility limitations for his first two weeks back. On Mark Andrews, he's very likely to play despite a mild knee injury. Based on the timeline of his return to practice, the analytics project minimal effect on his performance. J.K. Dobbins, now he's having surgery to clean up a meniscus or cartilage issue, This isn't terribly uncommon after having a major multi-ligament knee injury that he had last year. Our data bodes pretty well for a short-term recovery. Running backs return to the field at an average of about five weeks. By week six, they're generally back to their pre-injury explosiveness on a per-play basis. Young running backs who were highly drafted, like Dobbins, do tend to see slow ramps back up in their touches, so don't be surprised if the Ravens take as many as four games before giving him a full workload. For the long term, however, this is bad news. Second surgeries in the knee for these do lead to shorter careers and more durability issues over subsequent years. We certainly hope not, but this unfortunately could be a brewing Todd Gurley type of situation. On Jalen Waddle, game status to be determined, but we would lean towards Waddle playing. Wide receivers who practice all week, even in a limited capacity as Waddle has this week, through shoulder sprains and strains, don't generally see much impact on their performance unless they re-aggravate the injury in-game. On Keenan Allen, now, truly a game-time decision, we would lean towards him taking the field, but probably on a limited snap count. Either way, we'd avoid starting Allen in any formats, DFS or season long, because there's a significant short-term performance dip, about 20% that is projected from historical data. Now, Allen will also carry an elevated re-injury risk over the next four weeks, so we'd be hesitant to even try to buy low on him right now in season-long formats. On Michael Thomas, don't be surprised if Thomas returns to the practice field next week. Turf Toe generally averages three to four weeks for wide receivers. He's now approaching the upper end of that timeline, week four. So unfortunately, though, there does tend to be a performance drop-off, even for another three to four weeks after they return. Given his extensive injury history, and specifically to the foot and ankle, we lean towards Thomas missing at least one more game. On Marquise Brown, now he is lucky to avoid surgery, but this injury pattern still takes about five to six weeks to heal on average. Pre-injury performance does return in season for wide receivers, but that usually comes at about eight weeks when the majority of them hit their 90% threshold. On Jonathan Taylor, now he's definitely playing, He's out of the window where a mild high ankle sprain would be affecting his productivity. But DFS players who are considering starting Taylor should be aware that the data on running backs first game back from high ankles usually has their backups seeing a few extra touches. And speaking of backups, Naeem Hines. Now, he's fully cleared. He's ready to play. Concussions don't cause any performance impact when running backs return. So I do expect Naeem Hines to be at about full strength. Christian McCaffrey, obviously the big news is the trade. He doesn't have an active injury that we're aware of at this point. He does, however, have a long injury history. But the good news is, for Niners fans, there's no consistent anatomic pattern to his injuries, and they also aren't really tied to any lingering durability risk in our data. Additionally, catching passes should actually help him stay healthy because receptions pose lower injury rates per play than carries. No running back is super safe, even the most durable average about two games missed per season, but our data doesn't really suggest that CMC is any more injury-prone than the other running backs. On Randall Cobb, mild high ankles average two to three weeks for wide receivers, but the fact that Cobb reports feeling a pop suggests that this one could be more severe, and those average four to six weeks out. Even if he tries to hustle back, it would be a little surprising to see Randall Cobb before three weeks missed. Then on his teammate Christian Watson, he re-aggravated a hamstring injury, and unfortunately that does not bode well for his season. These tend to be on the severe side and take 3-5 to five weeks, Even and even on top of that, have a lingering performance impact after they return. For reference, this is why Keenan Allen has been out so long. On Steelers quarterback Kenny Pickett, he just cleared concussion protocol. There's no noticeable performance impact expected when he does return this week. T. Higgins. Now, Higgins is one of my strongest by-low recommendations right now. This nagging ankle pretty much definitely affected his performance last week. But wide receivers with these injuries tend to recover pretty quickly. Expect about 90% of the typical Higgins in Week 7, 100% by Week 8. If your league mates are sleeping on him, do scoop him up. DeAndre Swift. Now, his Week 7 status is to be determined, but we'd lean towards him playing. He had very likely an AC joint sprain in his shoulder and an ankle sprain as well. And neither of these three weeks out should impact his per-play production, at least in terms of our data for running backs. But usually, the first game back does result in more of a running back by committee approach, so you may be wary of starting him in DFS just yet. On Amon Ross St. Brown. Wide receivers don't really tend to see much performance impact four weeks removed from high ankle sprains, so we're expecting a strong comeback from St. Brown and a good DFS candidate today. Rashad Bateman. Now, he is truly a game-time decision for the Ravens, but we would lean towards Bateman playing. Midfoot sprains average two to three weeks for wide receivers. He's now at week three. So there is, however, a mild performance dip of about 10% that is expected for his first game back. So I'm avoiding him in DFS either way. On Russell Wilson, another game time decision, but I'm going to be avoiding Russell Wilson in all formats regardless. Now his lat strain is still likely affecting his deep ball, and that's probably a big part of the reason he ended up finishing 5 for 18, even though he started 10 for 10 in week 6. Even though most quarterbacks can play through hamstring strains, add in the limited mobility that results with his limitations on his deep ball, and it's a hard pass for me. And finally, DJ Chark. Now, severe high ankle sprains average four to six weeks for wide receivers. Chark is now just approaching the fourth. Because this ankle had surgery just a year ago, we would expect him to miss about two more games before returning. Don't let the news of him being in a boot scare you away, though. There's a low threshold in NFL players to use anything like a boot that can take stress off of the injured body part because that can help speed up healing. And that is all for today's injury report. If you like what you're hearing, hit me up on Twitter at SportMDAnalysis and Instagram at SportsMedAnalytics, and we will see you next time.